Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Sleepy Hollow. But before we get into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today I am drinking the Tazo Zen tea. It's got green tea, bright, bright lemongrass, not low or dull grass, but bright lemongrass and crisp spearmint. What are you drinking? <laughs> so I went with Brutalities and I'm, I'm drinking their Detoxic Avenger. It's got uh, Ruibos, hazelnut, honeybush, dandelion root, milk thistle, cat's claw, um, astragalus root, <laughs> and freeze-dried raspberries. This particular tea, they actually donate a portion of it to local animal shelters and mm. um, foster families and things like that for animals, so... I love stuff like yes. that. Makes you feel good when you drink it, and it gives back to communities and animals. So, yeah, makes you feel even better. I was gonna say, like, you think honey bush? I don't know. It kind of sounds like an innuendo. Just like, hey, honey, you want to go to the <laughs> honey bush with me? <laughs> you just got it on your mind. Uh, let's go to <laughs> the summary, shall we? Yes. <laughs> So Sleepy Hollow, it follows the original tale to a degree where there's this headless horseman, he's chopping off people's heads, but the twist is Ichabod Crane is actually a constable, and he's very logical, kind of fearful, similar to his original self, but not quite to... It, it's kind of a different degree. He's essentially a very logical person, and he's brought to Sleepy Hollow to try and figure out this murder. And so the entire time, he's like, oh, this is logical. You know, there's got to be a rational reason. But then he actually sees the Headless Horseman, and he's like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's actually like you know a, a haunted tale but then there's a twist that it no it's actually someone casting a spell to control the horsemen but yeah that that's that's the summary guys i i hope yes. you enjoyed yeah you enjoyed that but anyways <laughs> entertainment <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys brewed a cup of tea for this one and, and are going to enjoy this review. Oh, yeah. We forgot <laughs> that part. Yeah. Don't forget your tea. Sit back and relax and uh, enjoy the rest of the review, which we hope you enjoyed the portions before that. But just in case you didn't, please enjoy the rest of it. But Why anyways. Why did you grab caffeine? That's a good question. <laughs> it's okay. I ask myself these questions every day. Okay. So, for entertainment, I have seen this movie before. It's never really been my favorite movie, but rewatching it this time, I was able to appreciate it a little bit more because I kind of dug deep with the, the origins of the, the actual tale. And I liked Tim Burton before, but 
I don't know, for some reason, maybe I was just in a Trim Burton mood, but I was able to appreciate this movie pretty well. But even despite all of that, I would still give this movie a 7. And the reason is, I mean, it rated so high because it's an iconic Tim Burton film. Like, it's got that iconic look to it. But... There's other aspects of it that bring the rating down, which is only why I did a seven. But anyways, I like that it has a twist to the original tale. Um, It's done a lot better than Tim Burton's version of Alice in Wonderland, I think. Like this is, a, it, it's actually a twist that makes sense to the tale. Like it, it stays true enough to the tale, but then also twists it just enough so that way it keeps you guessing. Um, it's almost, it's kind of like Sleepy Hollow plus Murder Mystery, which is kind of cool. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar with the tale, instead of being a constable in the original tale, Ichabod was actually a school teacher. If you haven't actually heard of the original tale, watch the Disney Sleepy Hollow. That one's pretty, pretty, that one pretty freaked sure me out. sure it was a book, too. Yes, it, it was originally, it was actually originally a poem. The author witnessed a, I think you pronounce it Haitian, like H-E-S-S-I-A-N. But he witnessed a a Haitian soldier get his head lopped off by a cannonball. And watching that inspired him to think of the Headless Horseman, which is a Haitian man taking people's heads. So kind of graphic, but I mean, hey, it was the, the 1700s, I think it was. Yeah, it was like right. Yeah, is right at the during the revolution, I believe that that tale started. The cannons were still heavily used. Yes. <laughs> what? So this movie is kind of strange to me because it's very much a mixture of like gothic, like very gothic and Tim Burton, but then it's got these really ridiculous points to the film, like Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh my god! Like. Not one part. Like, as soon as it's him on the screen, it's not scary at all. It's just, it's funny. Especially when he's got to take, he's like, ha! And it's just like, you just laugh. It's just so ridiculous. And he is so living in that role. into it. Like, he does a good job. But it's like, it's Christopher Walken. I'm sorry, he's not scary. Even when he tries to be scary, just no. I like how the movie battles between like if it's logical, if it's legend, because I feel like, especially in more modern day, we fight that a lot. It's like, do we continue telling these legends, or do we face the reason that these legends actually don't exist, and do we just forget them and move on? And I feel like it's kind of a mixture of both. And then the effects are pretty decent for the time. And even up to today's standards, like, I wouldn't say it's believable, but there weren't scenes that I was like, oh, that's like totally fake. It was fairly like decent as far as that, except, except when they had CG, when they had CG, (laughs) it was 90s CG. It was really, it it didn't even look like 90s CG. It was like 80s CG, like 80s CG. CG. Yes. (laughs) Burton CG. Oh no. (laughs) I'm not really exactly sure the significance in the film. Maybe uh, whenever 
you got into entertainment, you got you caught on about it a little bit more. But there's a lot of repeating themes, like the the cardinal in the cage. Like in the first part of the movie, he released the cardinal from the cage, and then you see that flip thing that shows the cardinal like free and then being caged. And then later in the movie, whenever he's talking to, oh, I think her name's Christina, she sees a, a cardinal sitting in the tree. It's like there's, it's definitely a very purposeful movie. But yeah, overall, like the movie's got a lot of fun twists and turns. Like even like it, it had been a while so I, since I watched it, and I'm like, I think it's this, but I'm not quite sure. And the movie kept me guessing enough that I was like, questioning my own memory on like is it was it really this person so that was fun the the death scenes were were kind of kind of funny some of them almost seem like campy like almost slapstick like sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's hard for me to gauge this movie on how serious it's trying to truly be but yeah it's like nine but it's like 95% of the movie seems like super serious. But then that little 5% you're like, what? <laughs> the, the Christopher Walken percent. Yeah. Yeah. But the but uh, my only complaint with the movie. Well, I mean, not my only complaint. My only regret, I guess I should say, is I really wish they had expanded on Ichabod's past. Um, it was really interesting. Well, it's like, I know he explained that his dad murdered his mother for religious reasons. But then I'm like, well, he walked into a torture chamber where his mom's body was. And that's how he got the scars on his hand. But I'm like, why? If his dad is religious, why does he have this, like, these torture devices? I feel like it was kind of almost around, like, Spanish Inquisition type time frame yeah but he his or, family wasn't or like spanish witchcraft. It, yeah I mean, oh witch trial like maybe things. the father kept that equipment yeah. uh yeah okay that fits together For better investigations of witches and things yeah okay yeah though especially since he seemed like a a pretty zealot type yeah yeah, I wonder, because those definitely were very iconic medieval torture devices. I wondered how long they actually used those devices. Because at least to me, it seemed like it'd be a little late in time. But maybe the super zealous people would continue to use those. Mm-hmm. So that's that's done, my take. You done with your tirade? Yes. <laughs> what would you rate no it? No more caffeine for you. I would still rate it a seven. Ah, thanks for <laughs> Lord. It is a very entertaining movie. I can't take it very seriously. It is Tim Burton. And it's Christopher Walken. Like, there's no taking it seriously. When he files down his teeth to look almost shark-like, it doesn't help that they have, like, two different sets of teeth that they use in the movie. And one of the pairs that they use from further away looks a lot better and a lot more believable. But especially toward the end of the movie, they use a different set for a more close-up type. And you can see the black painted in between the teeth. And it looks like those dollar store type rubbery teeth that kids play with around Halloween time to make it look like, ew, you have nasty teeth or whatever. That's what it reminds me of. Hardcore. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't unsee it. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh 
every single time. In addition to it being Christopher Walken, who's super into the part, I can't unsee it. <laughs> and it takes me out of the movie a little bit. I do also love how Tim Burton this film is. <laughs> With its Sweeney Todd-like blood, like candy red, bright, super watery blood. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like he just pokes a corpse and just yes. <laughs> like he gets Everywhere. covered in it. Everywhere. <laughs> and the bleeding tree. This is fine. Yeah. We're going to cut a tree open and see what we can find in its roots and at the base of it and everything. And it's just bleeding and gushing watery blood everywhere. But this is totally fine. This is normal. Nobody comments on it. He just takes a moment when it sprays (laughs) him in the face. And then he keeps going. Nobody <laughs> says anything. The other two don't really back up or anything. I know. They just keep standing there watching this unfold. <laughs> this is normal. <laughs> Trees bleed all the time in this forest, apparently. <laughs> I do love that there is a little bit of a balance between the murder mystery, whodunit type plot, and the mysticism of it. The Is it a witch? Is it... You know, someone pretending to be this legend to strike fear into the hearts of their victims? Or is it really an undead killer? (laughs) Like, what's going on? So that was kind of nice. I do appreciate also when Johnny Depp finally sees the Headless Horseman and sees someone get killed in front of him. His mind just breaks for a minute. And he's in his room under the covers like that's going to help anything. (laughs) Just he was dead. (laughs) It was a dead man. Everybody else is like, yeah, we know. It's like we told you (laughs) he was dead. Yeah, we we told you this was the thing. (laughs) You don't understand. I saw it. Yeah, we kind of told you this was the deal. (laughs) Like this is what's going on. And he just is gone <laughs> for a while. Uh, we'll get into some of the the things that also took me out of the movie in the realism scale. It's a very funny movie. I can't really see it as very scary, but it is a great one to watch around like family. There's there are a couple of scenes. They don't really show much, but they are like sex scenes. But they don't, again, show much. And even the gore isn't really horrific. Like, there's a lot of it, but it's not, like, disgusting, like... It's really not. And apart from the really candy apple watery blood, there's really not that much of it. They're they're definitely getting dinged for the blood in realism. Way ahead of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody knows this with me. But they're getting dinged for that later. But that's that's pretty much all I have for the the realis- or the entertainment. It's it's a fun movie. It's entertaining. I felt it was kind of obvious that it was the stepmom. Personally, called that shit a mile away. <laughs> but but I also tend to do that kind of thing and ruin it for her if we're watching it for the first time. So. Yeah, don't bring her to movies that are mysterious because she'll be like, I wonder if it's this person. It's and 99.9% of the time, it's that person. This is definitely what's going on. 
She hates me for it sometimes. Yeah, what movie was it that you, like, ruined the end for me? And I was just like, darn it! Which time? I don't know. We were in the theaters. I remember you making, like, a little comment. I've done it a few times. No, no. The biggest time that we were laughing hardcore at, I forget what it was called, but it was Lizard People. The meat, the midnight train, or the meat train. Midnight meat train. Midnight meat train. Yes. Yes. I jokingly said, it's lizard people, isn't it? I didn't think the movie would take me seriously. That was not my fault. I was joking that time. The movie took me seriously and did the thing. (laughs) Not my fault. (laughs) But I do tend to do that a lot and she hates me for it. (laughs) This is fine. This is normal. Let's move on, shall we? What'd you give it for realism? (laughs) So for realism... Yet again, I yeah, like I only have like three points written on that, but I would give it a three. The blood definitely was not very <laughs> realistic. And especially him opening up someone that had been dead that long. They would, it would not be all splooshy everywhere. To, no. Because really, at least from my understanding, the reason why blood splatters the way it does is because of blood pressure. Um, and also, whenever you die, your your blood thickens and it kind of congeals together. It's like when you're alive, you you kind of need your blood to work. So it's going to be a little bit more watery splooshy. and splooshy. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, it's like not only was the blood like super splooshy, but in some scenes, so, some scenes, the color of the blood was fairly decent. But then there's others where it was like orange. And you're like, what are you thinking? It just didn't make any sense. Must be bright. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> and then of course, the the evil tree. Like not only does the, the tree bleeds, but it holds heads and it's a portal to hell. Like. It's a very convenient tree. Overall, the realism is. It's a movie about a headless horseman. Like, you can't really expect it to be realistic. The The head chopping is at least entertaining. And since that's, like, a huge portion of the movie, at least it got da- that down. <laughs> but whenever uh, Dumbledore guy dies, <laughs> that was pretty funny. What would what, what you give the movie? You'd give it a one, wouldn't you? Actually, give it a 1.5. Okay. It's it's not very realistic. It, Tim Burton. <laughs> very entertaining movies. Not very realistic. So, the blood, for one, obviously. Obvious reasons. And you're right, it would congeal. Especially in the bodies where he goes to do an autopsy. Horrible autopsy. <laughs> but I can understand some splatter here and there just from gas buildup. I could understand some, but the amount where it looks like someone went up to him with a hose (laughs) and just kind of sprayed him down with it. Yeah, no, that's that's not how any of that would work. Also, the decapitation scenes are not realistic at all. It wouldn't really stay on there for the most part and then just kind of flop off. They'd the body would lean in the direction of the cut and all and it would go flying it would be a little different. It just wasn't very accurate at all. It looked like someone whacked a dummy and the head went rolling. Yeah. So, not quite there. Kids film. 
That, is it really a kid's film? I, I watched don't... it when I was like nine. When it came out. But that doesn't... That doesn't mean it's a kid's film. It just means that your parents chose to show it to you when you were because nine. Because they were awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's really not that bad of a film. With the exception of the single sex scene. That's more... I don't know. I, of course, we were very different there... kids. I was a kid that would get scared very easily. And I would picture this movie scaring the crap out of me as a kid. I watched this kind of stuff and laughed. We all know how psychotic I am, though, so take that with a grain of salt. I have <laughs> <But> concerns. <laughs> I'm in the same room as you. <laughs> it, it was not a very gory movie, all things considered, and the blood was so fake, you can't really take it seriously. I also don't understand how he pours a little bit of powder, there's a chemical reaction, and oh yes, this indicates that there was a single powerful thrust that removed the head. That's not how that works. You determine that by, you know, the actual cut <laughs> and the the skin around the the cut and how it looks. Is it super jagged? Is it straight? And that more indicates, yes, how many wax it took to remove it, but also how sharp the blade was. And he did indicate that it was cauterized, so it was a very hot blade. So that at least was a bit accurate. How there were no burns when it cauterized it is a different story. It doesn't make that much sense, but they tried to explain it as hellfire. It's fires of hell. That does that. I'm pretty sure Hellfire would burn the crap out of anything and everything nearby. Yeah. But okay, this is fine. This is totally fine. I also find it interesting how when he goes to seek assistance from a woman in the woods, the witch, or necromancer, or whatever you want to call her, bad chick's sister... She shackles herself, shows that she can only reach so far. It's like half the length of the table between them. And then suddenly the shackles aren't there anymore when she jumps him. Like, that was completely pointless to show him that. If there are going to be no shackles in the next two seconds. <laughs> I also appreciate how she tried to tell him, like, three times to shut up. Silence. Do not say anything, not a single word when I'm doing this. And he continues to talk every time she tells him to stop talking. That at least was a little bit accurate. Yeah. I could see that happening easily. Especially since he seemed to be like a nervous talker. And he was obviously uncomfortable in that situation. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird situation, but you know, this is fine. This is fine. So one of the other things that I had an issue with, though, is the symbols that he saw under his bed and in the church. He didn't bother to try to look up those symbols or anything. For someone who claims to hold logic in high esteem, and he's all about reason and logic and trying to figure out the reason for everything and why these are happening and, and all that, he never once looks up the symbols until he's already leaving. I feel like that's not very accurate. 
to his character, personally. Even if you don't believe in that kind of thing, you were given a book on spells and symbols of witchcraft and things. You can't thumb through it after you see it and be like, what exactly was the intent behind it or anything? Were they trying to signify that I'm next? Or was it a, a protection thing? Or were they wanting me to be sick? Or whatever. Just even idle curiosity. He didn't once try to look it up before he left. No. No. I do, for the last point though, want to open up an, a discussion. Because personally, I didn't see a real reason why she killed the midwife and her husband. Because at that point, pretty much everyone that had evidence of the baby from the widow were dead. With the exception of like the husband, who was clearly on the hit list next. So why? They couldn't prove anything. At that point, it would have been an idle rumor, an unfounded rumor, that they couldn't really do anything about. And even if that rumor did spread, they can't prove anything and it wouldn't lead to anything. Well, but it's almost like the witch accusations. Like, obviously, if you're a witch, there's not really much proof that they can have against you. But, I mean, people died just by the the witnesses. So it's like, I think it's 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 due to that time frame where it's like witnesses were taken with a lot more seriously as like hard evidence. Um, and maybe she just wanted to make sure that there was, well, first that reason, but also maybe she didn't want any sort of breadcrumbs to lead back to her. Yeah, but at that point, they couldn't take any legal recourse anyway. It was all about the inheritance, mm -hmm. the fortune, and land. So, I mean, the, the infant, the unborn infant is already dead. The widow is dead. Everyone that would have otherwise stood to inherit is dead. So, they can't really tie it up anywhere else or send it to anyone else. So, it just didn't make that much sense to me. Apart from, like, the shock factor. One thing that's kind of ironic about the stepmom being a witch is during the witch trials, there is a book that I read. I think it's just called The Salem Witch Trials or something. But anyways, it, it's a historian talking about, like, the correlation of the women that were accused. The majority of women were ones that um, own land or were going to inherit land. And they think that... It was a way to prevent those women from having that property. So it's like, it's not so much of like family members trying to prevent them, which in some cases it probably was, but a lot of the cases was, it seemed to be very much like misogynistic. Like, you know, it's not typical for a woman to like own property or land or whatever. So thus she must be a witch. But um, so I, I thought that's kind of funny that Sleepy Hollow was like, well, here's this witch that's trying to get all of this land. I'm like, oh, no, I'm sure that wasn't Tim Burton's intention, but just a little bit of irony there. <laughs> but I know there's I mean, that whole situation was complicated. I feel like there's multiple layers to it, but that's at least one of the layers that they found. Anyways, well, 
Is there anything else you want to add? Nope, that, that's about all I had. I Personally, I thought it was obvious that it was the stepmom. It just made the most sense. She stood to gain the most from everything that was going on. And the way she was acting around everyone, and when she... When Johnny Depp saw her in the woods, the way she was with the other dude, it and cutting her hand and all, that just screamed witch. Yeah, that was a little bit too obvious. Like, well, I don't think... I think they could have sk- skipped over that scene and would have kept the mystery going on a little longer. And I know she did that so that she could do it to the, the servant girl, Sarah, that she killed and cut her hand post-mortem and all, um, just to throw suspicion off of herself. And I know Tim Burton tried to be like, it wasn't actually her, because the dad runs into the church screaming, I just saw her get killed and all, but he cut the scene before anything was actually confirmed. That was very When they had shown every other death without issue and without hesitation. Yep. So... Not sus at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, sus that Tim Burton like did that to try and throw the. Yeah. It's like if you're if you're gonna have a twist like that, then have a few previous deaths where it kind of cut off yeah, right before. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> Cover your tracks better. <laughs> but um, your comment on Ichabod and him jumping to conclusions, I I think going based off of the original character. He's a very fearful character, and they were implementing some... It's like, well, I gathered, and I mean, this is the fun thing about, like, movies, is, like, there's so many different interpretations, but my interpretation is this Ichabod is... hides his reason, but underneath is his fear. And so he does his reason to help lead himself out of his fear... But in this scenario, since there wasn't really any logic he could associate it with, that's why he jumped to that conclusion was because it went like right to his level of fear. But it's like, I can definitely see where you're coming from. But I also, it's like, I saw some other things that he did that weren't like, he he definitely wasn't a hundred percent like logical person. He was um, in some aspects fear driven. Mm -hmm. So I think it also makes sense that it could be that too. Well, it also didn't make sense to me that he just took the kid at his word. Like, he's been questioning everything else that everyone else has been saying, including the kid. But when the kid mentions, oh, that's the cursed evil eye, he's like, that's definitely what it is. Not going to look that up. Yeah, like, there there are a few scenes that seem kind of... Force. like that mm-hmm. scene and then also the scene with the stepmother like cutting her hand like those scenes just seemed a little out of place yeah to wrap things up though like overall i think it's a, a decent movie it's worth at least one watch um i do think of it as a halloween classic i don't really watch it typically every year but i mean it's a every once every couple of years type of movie yeah. for me yeah, I'm about the same way. It's it's not necessarily every year, but every couple years to a few years in between. Yeah. It's a fun one to kick back and watch. It's not to be taken seriously. But <laughs> no. <laughs> Christopher <Yeah>. Walken. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, especially like some of the fight scenes with the headless horsemen are just funny because it's like it. It's like at first it's disturbing because it's like oh it's a body walking around without a head, but then whenever it starts moving and fighting, it's kind of comedic. <laughs> it's not that disturbing, but I don't know. I I always die laughing though at that scene after he sees the horseman kill the magistrate. Oh yeah, he was dead. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't understand. I saw him. Yeah, we know. What are you going to do about it? Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, thank you guys again for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. And then if you'd like to recommend a movie or if you guys would like to keep up to date with our content, you can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and most places that you can listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support our podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring if you'd like to support us monetarily. And you can find sites mentioned linked below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye!